Hey everyone, welcome to a Single Tree Podcast episode number 15. Today we're going to talk about creativity, the value of creativity in uh, solving some of our toughest problems and even developing a resilient life narrative. Um, You know, our lives can be filled with trauma, difficulty, hurt, loss, and creativity is one of the ways we process those things and it just helps us develop these these beautiful narratives i'm joel and i'm brandon good morning welcome i'm glad you're here with us and um yeah we'd love to hear from you as always you want to give us some feedback on facebook or on soundcloud or any of the outlets where you can find a single tree. We'd love to hear from you. And, you know, questions, thoughts, comments, thoughts. Good, bad, and different. Doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whatever yeah. you got, we'll take it. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> we'd, love, we'd love to have those. And, um, yeah, they just help us add to this, this discussion. And we're thankful for so many that we've heard from that you are chewing on these things with us. And we're not alone in this. So... It's great. It's wonderful. It is. Thank you. Thank you. Well, we've been talking about this idea of paradox and, you know, all of these paradoxes that we encounter in our lives and um, the difficulty of paradox and confusion that comes about when we encounter, you know, something that is seemingly two ways at once, two opposing ways, um, and the value of holding the tension that those paradoxes present and how that helps us to actually find maybe a third way, which, uh, you know, we might, we might just call creativity. So, you know, when we're, when we exist in tension, when we can exist in ambiguity, um, somehow through that process, we can find something different. maybe something new. Yeah, it seems like then what's left is what are you going to do? <laughs> you know, I right. mean, if, if the par- if if the paradox is, is presenting both ends of the spectrum and both are equally true in value but, and in reality then all that's all that's left is what what are you going to do with the paradox i mean that's where the uniqueness and the creativity comes because mm-hmm. you and i and everybody else in this world having this human experience is you know the the paradox, the paradoxes on all of these different levels are working, working through us and in us, right? And mm-hmm. if we're aware of them, um, then they present themselves to us. So the same paradoxes are all all kind of working through us. We, we may pay attention to some more than others, but if the same paradox is being presented to you and I, 
you're going to respond differently maybe than I would. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And there's there's the there's the individual creativity. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Because there's something in your essence that is responding to the paradox in a certain way. Mm-hmm. And it wants to be expressed in a certain value, right? Or something, mm-hmm. whatever. And mine will see the same paradox and want to ex- be expressed in a different way. So, yeah. There's a lot of, there's a lot of similarities between people. Um, but I'm always, you know, it's kind of curious how people find their own way. Everybody's a little bit different, you know, and they, what feels right to them for how they, how they live their life, you know, what they choose to do, what they would create. Um, it's just a little bit different. So we all, that's the process of creating, right? And we're, and we're all doing it. It's not just, you know, when you're doing art or writing or, you know, creating music or whatever, it's, it's like what you're choosing to become in your life. We were, we were talking earlier this morning about, you know, uh, being able to find some direction. And, and a lot of times when we are seeking direction or seeking an answer, we're kind of vexed about some certain problem or stress in our lives. Um, we, we often seek out someone who can give us some direction, you know, whether that's, you know, a spiritual leader or it's a teacher or uh, even a parent or, you know, an, an elder or something like that. And, and how, you know, we, we really want to have them give us an answer, you know, or, or people come to therapy and they're looking for an answer or they're looking for us to fix them or, or heal them or, you know, treat, treat their symptoms or right. And, how lim- just how limited that is. Absolutely. And and I think, you know, cuz I think it's it's better to think of it maybe as um you are going to explore together and and find something new. I, I mean, we were just talking about that you and I personally. I cuz like that's I was, you know, s- stressed or worked up about some whatever crisis I was in a couple weeks ago and, and you were saying, well, what do you think you need from s- someone to help you? It, you know, and that was a great, great question. It helped me a lot actually. Um, because I didn't really know at the time, you know, maybe I was, I mean, it, it's always nice to know that there's somebody there or out there in the world who could like give you the answer, you know, mm-hmm. like tell you exactly what you need to do or what to do next or whatever. And then, but you know, I'm sort of like oppositional defiant a little bit. I don't want, I don't want anybody to tell me what to do, you know? And mm-hmm. so, but I guess what I, I guess what I figured out through that process of thinking about your question was what I really want is someone to explore with me, you know, more, more than I just want them to give me the answer. It's it's this creative process, you know? Yeah. It, it, I think it, it honors it honors a really basic process in us, you know, that the paradox presents itself and that really 
it honors it honors that question like what 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 are you going to do yeah and we can't do anything else really and mm-hmm. uh, you know we we want to we want to search out for for answers or you know whether it be all of the different vernaculars from spiritual leaders or therapy and you know all of these things and you know we can we can engage those things in in one of two ways for answers or maybe just to get some perspective Mm -hmm. perspective yeah you know but if 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 we're going to get answers then we're then we're avoiding something that you really can't or we're trying to avoid something that is happening deep inside on a really basic level which is what what are you Joel going to do with the paradox you know right. what i mean that can't be well you you can avoid it but it's still always there that tension Mm-hmm. That's it. that reality is always there. It's like the paradox isn't going anywhere, mm-hmm. right? And the question of what are you, Joel, going to do with that, that's not going anywhere. Right. <laughs> now, we can try to avoid it, yeah. and we do in a lot of different ways, right? Yeah, it's easier for someone else to tell you what to do about well, it. Right. That's, that's one of the ways that you <clears throat> subvert that process. Sure. But when it gets down to it, that's what is there. Mm-hmm. And it's always there. And mm-hmm. that presents a certain deep internal kind of tension mm-hmm. um, that we don't love to reckon with but that tension is actually the thing that births <clears throat> the creativity that you're talking about right yeah it's kind of scary to think you know your life is up to you a little bit you know it's not up to anyone else or there's no one who can give you this specific direction of what to do <clears throat> in a specific situation even um and yet that's all i want you know i want to be able to find my own answers i want to be able to create a life you know so it's you know it's a little scary but it's also exciting yeah so you know when people come to therapy or whatever and they're and they're you know vexed about their their problem that's what we're seeking to do in a very respectful way it's not we're not saying you know disrespectfully you're what are you going to do about it? Right. You know, but um, how are we going together to find an answer that, that works for you, you know? Um, and you brought up perspective. I think, it, you know, what we're, what we're doing is offering perspectives to people. And if that's the, you know, we were talking a few podcasts ago about, you know, getting feedback from our environment. We need, we definitely need feedback. We don't, necessarily need someone to tell us what to do but we need feedback and perspective from others to help us find our own way exactly exactly so maybe you don't need someone to just give you the answer 
or tell you exactly what to do. You do need perspective and feedback. Yeah, there's a huge difference there, isn't there? Yeah. But I don't think that that's... I don't think that we... A lot of people are consciously making that that differentiation, you know? Mm -hmm. You know, there's a difference between referencing something Mm -hmm. to get perspective so that you can make your own decision Mm -hmm. there's a difference between that and looking to something for a way to follow Mm -hmm. right and and that the the way right and the difference is is subtle but the experience is is radical they're radically different yeah i i was thinking when you were talking earlier about your your own experience growing up of you know, the, the love and logic parenting mm-hmm. method, you mm-hmm. know, which is something that's actually pretty effective. It's a good, good parenting approach, but you know, ba- basically what you're stu- supposed to do as a parent in, in love and logic is, you know, when you're, when your child comes to you with a, a problem, you know, even if it's can, it can be misbehavior or it can just be sort of like, you know, a mistake or it can be, you know, just a, a stressful thing that a, a child is experiencing and they, and they bring it to you. You're, you're supposed to basically like say, Oh no, you know, or, Oh wow, that, that must be really hard, mm-hmm. you know? And then, and then you, you basically say, so what do you think you should do about that? Mm-hmm. You know, to the, to the child, which is basically like a little bit of what we do in therapy. You know, it's important to empathize and pay attention to how the person feels and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. then, there's kind of this, you know, there's a lot of people will, will expect you then to give them the answer or whatever, because that's what we're used to doing, just right. dispensing advice or whatever, or, or looking for advice from other people. Um, but it's a lot better to say, well, what do you think we should do about that? Or what do you think you should do about that? And so it's a great... Hey, that, yeah, that's true. I guess I didn't... It, make the connection between my, my experience when I was younger and love <laughs> and logic. But yeah, I mean, I think the, you know, as a, as a child, you know, when there's, there's this inherent innocence in us, right. In this inherent need for safety. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what drives this, movement outside of ourselves to engage with our environment for some sort of you know direction or or mm-hmm. guidance you know and the experience of that with you know uh, from a child's perspective standpoint is very different from an adult's but mm-hmm. you know it's always happening you know with it's always happening we're just trying to find um some sort of orientation find our way right Mm -hmm. yeah because we encounter difficulty you know we encounter stress we we have the desire to you know have what we want whether that's comfort or um whatever or even or even to like find meaning and you know life life kind of gets in the way and uh, we encounter trauma, loss, 
difficulty, not not getting what we want, mm-hmm. right? And so this whole idea of of creating something beautiful, of, of creativity as a means of, you know, responding to those difficulties and even to trauma, um, it's just that. How are you going to process these life experiences that you've had, which includes some good things, but it also includes some things that have been difficult, into a beautiful narrative, mm. you know? That's, that's just kind of what we're talking about today, you know? So... Do you see people doing that? I know you work with a lot of people who've had difficult life circumstances and and traumas. And how do you see them creating beauty? Well, I think it looks I think it looks like everyday just mundane things, and I think it looks like um, unbelievable and unique things. Um, and a lot of it is just meaning making through, Mm. you know, we're talking about how the creative process is not, is not just something that is, um, building and making, but Mm. it's, it's through the process of destroying and tearing down, you Mm. know, and, um, you know, people who've experienced, trauma you know um, the rules of life or the rules of reality or the rules of uh, the world are broken Hmm. Um, on a really deep deep level and when those rules are broken that sense of safety and orientation that we want always that we're after you know what I mean is really shattered mm-hmm. um, and so when when these basic inherent rules of life and the world are are broken then then we're left you know that could, that can be really terrifying and scary and um, still yet the organism needs some sort of orientation so this effort this working to find some orientation is is happening through destroying and creating and trying to find some meaning really trying to see what what the rules really are mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. um and that's can be really, really painful. Um, you know, when I see when I'm walking with people through that process of just destroying and building and, you know, trying to see what the rules really are and walking them through that pain, there's this meaning being made. And one of the things that start to realize at some point is that um, there are way less rules than everyone thinks. <laughs> what are the rules that you're talking about? Just rules about how things should be, right mm-hmm. and wrong, mm-hmm. 
what's possible, what's not possible, what exists, what doesn't exist. I mean, just on a deep yeah. and fundamental level. Kind of the mean? rules of rules of nature. Sure. Some of the maybe programming that, sure. that we've been talking about. Yeah. Those things get destroyed mm-hmm. when you experience trauma. Right. Mm-hmm. And so our orientation is just shattered, and that's can be terrifying. But mm-hmm. yeah, there there seems to be this recognition with with some of the people that I work with that even though the experience is really hard and difficult and can be ter- terrifying at time, at times there's this realization that there are way less way less rules than everybody thinks mm-hmm. and then you know once they're kind of far along enough on the path and they start to realize that then that question comes right of what are you going to do mm-hmm. then after you know uh, there's been if they've gotten somewhat of an orientation right then they can really start engaging in this creative process more consciously Mm. with this understanding that there are way less rules than Mm -hmm. everyone thinks does that make sense yep just kind of struck by the 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 beautiful lives that these people create out of their you know their trauma you know their their deep and destructive hurt you know i mean i think the the best art is created that way you know through you know through out of darkness and pain really you know and these these people who, who have i mean all of us have experienced some kind of trauma and hurt but but people who have really have had those rules about what is right and what is necessary destroyed um probably can teach the rest of us a lot about the the meaning of life really mm-hmm. and about um being able to create something beautiful out of out of that pain yeah I mean I, I I think I think that the there's a lot to be learned from from people who have who have experienced trauma mm-hmm. yeah yeah, I mean, it, and it's it's sort of humbling too as we as we try to help people who have been through pretty significant trauma, you know, um, that uh, you know, because because what can you do for them, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, we have these treatment modalities and approaches and stuff like that, and and uh, yet they can probably teach us more about what it means to be resilient than we can teach them. Mm-hmm. Clearly, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, there's. I was listening to some some other podcast, and it was they were 
you know, it was someone who's done, had done research on trauma and, and, um, she was talking about, um, I think survivors of the Holocaust and, and even like war veterans, they were, they were doing some research and there's this stress hormone cortisol that, you know, is typically found in people who are experiencing de depression and anxiety. And she was talking about a study that they did where, um, the people who had experienced, you know, some of the most severe traumas that, that we could imagine war combat and, and even, you know, things like the Holocaust, um, there was actually this more of an absence of that stress hormone. Um, you know, there's probably a lot of implications for that, but, um, you know, just, just made me think, you know, that maybe those people know what it is to be resilient more than, you know, all of our theoretical models and stuff can, can even say, you know, um, and if you talk to people who have been through great trauma and loss, you know, um, you really should follow their lead on what they, on what they need, you know? Yeah. It can be an accelerator. Mm -hmm. Trauma is definitely an accelerator. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so I just think that's amazing. What's the, what's the creativity aspect looking like for you? Um, for me specifically, mm -hmm. or like when I look out, well, both, either one. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think just like everyone else, it's you know, it's build, building a life. It's it's trying to figure out how to take the the difficult circumstances that we encounter, that that I encounter, and and create something beautiful out of it. Um, and so it's just, it's just, you know, it's just taking in the, the experiences that I've had and trying to output something that is, that is, um, that is processed, you know, that is processed through my way of viewing things and, um, and, uh, and then being able to, to produce something that's, you know, that's what I want it to be. <laughs> I was talking earlier about, you know, drawing and, you know, when you're, when you're creating something, there's something that feels right to you to create, you know, when you're drawing, there's a, there's a line that feels right. And there's a line that doesn't feel quite right. And, you know, the process of learning to draw is, is learning how to sort of, um, make your hand to do what, you want it to do what feels right to you, right? And and maybe what feels right to you and what you're creating on the pages is a product of all of the experiences that you've had, including the pain. And it's the way that you've processed and then and put them out into the world. I think about that though. I mean there's you need to you need to know what what line you want and what line feels right mm -hmm. and you need to give yourself permission to have that mm -hmm. but it seems like some really 
do struggle with giving themselves the permission to mm-hmm. know what feels right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's a learned, it's a learned practice, I think, to create. Obviously, you know, some people surely have talent for drawing or painting or music or or whatever, but these are all learned arts as well, right? You become a master by doing something for 10,000 hours or whatever it is, you know, the more the better, but um, it's it's the process of taking what you feel inside, um, what feels right to you, and putting it onto the page or singing it or writing it. Um, and you And you know when it feels satisfying, when that's when you've found what you wanted to create, what is inside you, Mm. right? And the more you do it, the more, you know, you'll do a lot of bad drawings (laughs) to, to achieve a good one. Um, and that's the process of learning how to, um, put what's inside of you out there. But there's a part of you that wants to put yourself in a situation to do that and to develop that, right? Mm -hmm. But maybe there are others where that desire is not so strong. Why? What's the the difference? I mean, it seems like the people who who don't have the desire to create something or, or, I mean, I think everyone has it. We were talking about that, you know, how it's this inherent desire to create. It's, it's, you know, to be human is to create. And I think everybody's doing it in some way, but maybe um, maybe the people that aren't doing it as much just feel kind of locked up inside themselves, mm. you know? And so you could, you could take a, a trauma perspective of that too, you know? Um, when we are traumatized and, and we are suffering the effects of trauma and PTSD or or other things, you know, we're really locked, kind of locked inside ourselves and we've absorbed the trauma and not maybe been able to process it in a creative way, right? And that's so, so necessary for people who've experienced trauma. It's not just about like, you know, anesthetizing their pain or um, treating it or, you know, giving them some kind of like thing that's going to like medication that's going to make them feel better. Not that medication can't be helpful sometimes, but you know, it's, it seems like the goal is to, some people would say sublimate the trauma, right? To create something, something new, you know, not, not continue to pass it on to further generations or retaliate, but, but sublimate trauma. And that's, that's creative, you know. That the the essence of that is creative, mm-hmm. really, mm-hmm. isn't it? I mean, there was this idea that I'd come across years ago about you know pain. You, there's only two of probably maybe the only options of pain is you can either transform it or transmit it, mm-hmm. and um. Once again, it's it's that question of what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> what are you going to create? Right. 
out of this experience. Yeah, because you can transmit it, and that's in in essence, that's its own way of of creativity, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it can be that's an expression of creativity through maybe even destruction and building up through transmitting it or mm-hmm. transforming it. You know, either one. It's both are. Yeah, I think I think people who are transmitting trauma are like you like you said they're trying to work out their trauma. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's a lot of what they're trying to do. They're they're passing it on because it must be expressed. You know, that it, it's almost impossible to just contain it when you when you've contained it and it's kind of locked inside you. It definitely causes problems for you. Um and I think when people are acting out their trauma and even you know, sort of wounding other people in the process. You know, it's it's this, they are trying to find a way to express it, um, to, to resolve it or however you want to look at that, you know. So sometimes maybe then it's, you know, what's the difference between the people who are taking the, the way of transmitting their pain? and transforming it because it's not like we're bound to just one way or the other right no but it sounds it seems like sometimes you know maybe this is just one one option but you know when something difficult happens and you know there can maybe be the tendency is a little bit easier to transmit it but eventually on at some point sometimes we get to a place where we start transforming it mm-hmm. well what's what what moves us from transmitting the pain to transformation I mean I don't know that there's any you know and, and I don't I don't know but I, I don't know that there's any like peace that needs to be in place or you know the the key suddenly turns the lock you know for because of any certain thing necessarily because i think people they kind of stumble around and try to figure it out you know that's why they're transmitting their pain and we're all transmitting our pain you know it's it's almost unavoidable because it it just needs to be expressed and but, but, you know, it's through the process of trial and error almost that you suddenly find something that is creative. So it's like um, it goes back to this example you were saying, like drawing or painting. Like the more you paint, the more you yeah. understand what you like and you don't like. Yeah. You, ha- you have to try something, you know, when you're feeling this pain, right? So we... We see children in in play therapy and and stuff. They're acting out this trauma that they've experienced, right? And play is a safe way to do that. And but sometimes it's very aggressive, um, you know. And, and all of us, when we've experienced trauma and hurt, will, um, you know, we'll we'll pass that on in in various ways, but. As as we do that, and especially if you have someone to sort of like walk you through that and guide you through it, and 
and give you permission to but not tell you how to do it yeah not tell you how to do it but but give you permission to be creative in it maybe there's a way that you can create something beautiful out of your pain instead of just handing it to someone else to get rid of it it doesn't actually work Mm. to get rid of it it doesn't make feel cathartic in the moment but it you still have your pain so it's like the more you draw the more you paint the more conscious you become of what you like and what you don't like and how you want to express it yeah the more you know if we take if we transpose that process onto trauma it's very similar actually mm-hmm. where the more it's expressed the more it's it's worked out we become more conscious of how it's expressed and Mm -hmm. what we want it to look like Mm -hmm. it's not should it be expressed or not it's it will be expressed Mm -hmm. and the further along down the road we become more conscious of how we want it to be expressed in a way that that we like or that that works for us which is a Mm -hmm. like you said a creative yeah and if someone if the people around us can give us con a good safe context for creativity and exploration of that instead of saying this is what you need to do and how you need to do it this is how it needs to be worked out Mm -hmm. that even makes that makes our our process even more Mm -hmm. rich yeah, when people when you first start out, you know, you you're just flailing, you're 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 maybe screaming and 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 yelling and and just having lots of crazy emotions. You you may even be violent yourself toward someone else. And I think um, you know, it's good to contain violence obviously, but you know, to allow people to have their emotions, you know, and to say or or just to kind of be with them in those really visceral um, emotions that they're having, you know, trauma brings about these aggressive, you know, um, t- tendencies. And, and um, I think it's important for people to be able to sort of expel that energy. Um, and, and, and then, you know, kind of have a little bit of guidance or structure in the way that they are expressing what they feel and and you know expressing what this trauma has produced in them in a creative way and and so it's not that you know i mean it's it's not that it it, you need to just let people do whatever they feel necessarily you know they need maybe some help they need maybe some feedback and perspective and they need someone to help them and to guide them to being able to express what they feel in a, in a in a constructive way, you know, it's it's not much different than the parenting thing. When a child is throwing a fit, it's important to pay attention to how they feel and to provide a space and, and a container for that ex- their experience. Um, it's not going to kill them, and it's probably not going to kill you. And um, and if you can be with them in that, then you can actually help them 
figure out a way to express trauma that is constructive and creative. Hmm. Does that make sense in your experience of helping people through this? Oh, for sure. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I think I've definitely struggled with, you know, early on probably in working with people with this, with this process of, with this experience rather of trying to find all the right answers that will, that will help, you know, everyone. Mm -hmm. And there was this tension, you know, like, oh, you know, these people are coming to me for answers mm -hmm. and guidance. And I was under the, you know, illusion that guidance comes through me having all the answers, which created this huge tension. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, you know, I was, you know, I had to, I had definitely had to grow beyond that because it wasn't gonna, it wasn't, that wasn't gonna work. You know, me having all of the answers for everyone who was coming to me for answers and guidance was not a sustainable perspective, you know, to have. Uh -huh. And it was, I'm, you know, it was, uh, painful, but then it was also really good free freeing for me to let that go and just mm -hmm. realize the futility in that. Mm -hmm. And I think it helped me uh, settle into maybe something deeper and maybe even more true, which is this isn't about me having the answers. This is about me helping someone find, you know, the right thing for them. Mm -hmm. The better I am at helping someone deal with that continual deep question of what are you going to do, mm -hmm. <laughs> the better. Mm -hmm. If I can join people in that what are you going to do? Mm -hmm. Everything takes care of itself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's great, man. You know? Yeah. Because, you know, that, that, that tension of what are you going to do is it's always there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you're just coming alongside people. You're not, <laughs> you're not the guy with all the answers. Right. And a lot of people, mm -hmm. I think, misunderstand that deep internal tension mm -hmm. um, as you know in this anxiety is something that shouldn't be there mm -hmm. but I would say that deep internal question of what are you going to do right yeah. our experience of that is maybe anxiety or tension mm -hmm. and to help someone find a reorientation to that inherent uh -huh. tension and anxiety and really understand it uh -huh. is the best thing I can do yeah rather you know because they they may come in saying you know I, I have this this anxiety and this tension and I just uh -huh. want it to go away well that says to me their orientation 
to this inherent inescapable thing that's going inside of us all is off that their orientation is is there's some misunderstanding there mm -hmm. and that the best thing one of the best things i can do is help them really understand what is that on a super basic fundamental level mm -hmm. and reconsider their relationship with it because mm -hmm. if if they know what it is and they're they understand what it feels like and that it's supposed to be there and they're the okayness with that experience mm -hmm. is is deeper and then they can start doing that what are you going to do on their own and in a much more creative way right. but if they're understanding if they don't know that they're carrying around this what are you going to do inside right mm -hmm. and that that what are you going to do carries around a certain tension if they don't know what they're carrying around inside that they they just feel this weird tension yeah it's important that they know yeah it's important that i help them understand there's this what are you going to do inside and it feels this way yeah and it's inside of us all and it's a natural and it's a good thing that cannot be escaped so this is what's inside you and this is what it feels like mm -hmm. and if I can help people change their relationship with it, then they're like, oh, 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 that's what it is. Well, well yeah, one of the ways to change your relationship with that is, is to, you know, sure, it feels tense. It feels there's ang anxiety around it, but that is the birthplace of the creativity. Sure. You know, right. So that's yeah. When, when you're feeling, you know, all of this tension and because of your you're in paradox or whatever um you're about to discover something mm -hmm. and if you can trust that process and even trust yourself and your your ability to create meaning and beauty out of your pain sure then you're about to find something very creative right but it's hard it's hard it's hard to have this this kind of understanding if mm -hmm. you don't accept and you don't understand that there's this deep mm -hmm. what are you going to do always happening inside you <laughs> if you don't understand that that's natural mm -hmm. that it's inherent in us all uh -huh. then there's this total distortion right and yeah. there's that manifest in all kinds of different things but if you understand that it's natural mm -hmm. it's like here's an example it's like um it's like suddenly forgetting that having um our arms and hands are natural <laughs> and then you just have these things and you know you don't know what they're for and they're just there and it it's scary to you and mm -hmm. there's confusion and there's this tent you don't know what they're for you know what i mean mm -hmm. and um that's anxiety provoking and then you mm -hmm. know someone comes along and says oh you're supposed to have those. Here's what they're for. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like in a snap, you're like, oh, this, this is normal. This it's okay is, to have arms now. Right. Mm -hmm. This is the presence of the arm is, is normal. This, that's what, it's okay. Mm -hmm. The same thing, you know, with this deep internal tension, you know, we're taught in our society that, that that's not good, that that's not normal. And yeah. our avoidance of that distorts our reality. Yeah. 
the what are you going to do phrases, you know, it can, it can seem dismissive maybe, but, you know, what I hear when you say that is you, you have this ability to create something beautiful out of your pain, you know? And yeah, if people can hear that and know that about themselves, this is a lot of this is about trusting yourself, right? That you are a container for this pain and you are also a processor of it and you have the ability with whatever your pain is to create something really beautiful out of the pain. Yeah. I would say that question this this, what are you going to do is, is the opposite of dismissive. Although I know it can seem that way. It's the opposite. It It gives power back to them. It's, it gives power back to them and it's looking at something that is inescapable and always happening. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, to say that, like, if it's inherent and it's inescapable, is to say every human being is is has a really important job to do. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like super. That matters. You know, right? What else matters? Yeah, I just, I think, I like to think of this, um, this. What are you gonna do? You know, and this tension that it brings as this thing that we're all carrying. You know what I mean? It's it's all inside of us. And I think yeah. I can, when I look back upon my life and, you know, the anxiety and the struggle and the tension and the resistance was me trying to, first of all, I felt that, what are you going to do? And I felt mm-hmm. the tension of it, but I didn't know what it was. Mm-hmm. And so I was wrestling with it and mm-hmm. um, trying to understand and... um you know, struggling with it. Mm-hmm. And then eventually, you know, I just came to understand that, oh, this is, there's this, this is, this is happening in, in, in all of us. And it's, it's what are you going to do? And the tension that it brings is mm-hmm. normal. Mm-hmm. It just recontextualized my experience my experience of it and then the waters began to calm and then you know I began to trust myself more mm-hmm. because my relationship with that inherent what are you going to do and the tension that it brings became it grew it became deeper It there was an acceptance of it and an embracing of it instead of a resistance to it mm-hmm how have you how have you found yourself creating out of that tension well i think it's given me a whole lot of perspective and freedom to to let things on unfold in the way that I understand life Mm -hmm. and it's also given me a freedom not not to create which I've really enjoyed Mm -hmm. you know what I mean Uh that in itself is really creative Uh Um, so I think it's something I'm still learning about you know Mm -hmm. there's there are the things that I like to do that are that are creative whether that be just things I'm interested in or Mm -hmm. you know the ways I want to express myself in the normal ways that humans do, but I'm also 
learning about this creativity um, in the way that I'm interacting with life mm -hmm. yeah. um, in the way that I'm kind of mm -hmm. dancing with life and consciousness and mm -hmm. um, right now at least it's it's this it, it, it's kind of taking this form at least on the surface of this not non creativity through non creativity which is a weird mm -hmm. thing to say but you know yeah. just like enjoying that right now i don't yeah. know if that makes sense it sure. sounds weird but sure maybe even rest or I mean, d it definitely can be creative. Yeah, I, it, it, I think it is. It's, it's, it's this. There's a rest and a peacefulness. Mm -hmm. um, that I think that's how. There's this deeper creativity and this mm -hmm. interplay with life, you know, mm -hmm. and um, it looks like just kind of this peace right now which is is yeah good well finding finding peace is definitely a way to sublimate trauma and stress you know mm -hmm. so and it is creating something beautiful yeah and freedom 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 to to not feel like i have to yeah freedom do very much at all freedom is key yeah which is actually really surprising like feels very creative <laughs> yeah it's interesting well we'll take a few minutes and, and kind of sum up um you know but but basically i think practically i think it's important for people to you know notice like you were saying those areas of tension in their lives where they're feeling vexed where they're feeling anxious um and realize that those are the places where the creativity is actually going to spring from um and and find ways to and spaces where they can they can actually like express themselves and re, and realize that when you first start doing it it's not going to feel it's not going to look or maybe even feel great mm -hmm. um, but it's kind of a process and a practice that you hone um, to be able to uh, express yourself and be creative in a way that you know feels right to you. Um, and it doesn't it doesn't have to be you know the expressive arts that we think about all the time you know it's it's not always um you know something that you put down on paper or you know on a canvas or it's not always music or you know spoken word or written word um, sometimes it's just what are you sort of like doing in your life that is that is creative you know mm. finding finding peace i think and rest those are creative things right um, yeah, absolutely just, just eking out your existence is is your creativity and how you yeah how you want to do it but this mm -hmm. this this what are you gonna do that we carry around in us you know mm -hmm. it's it's in all of us for a reason and that what are you gonna do often feels like tension mm -hmm. and <laughs> if we can challenge ourselves to really hold that and change our relationship with it instead of be estranged from it and avoid it 
um, I think it can serve us really well. Sure. Yeah, so I think it's just, you know, important to let everyone know that they're a creator, you know, that they have not, not so much responsibility, but freedom to be able to take what life has handed them and create something beautiful out of it, just their own their own narrative and their own way of being in the world is, is their creation that they have to offer. And, you know, if we're not transmitting our pain but to others, but transforming it into um, these beautiful expressions of the pain, then, you know, that will have, a, have an impact on everyone around you in the world. I think probably. <laughs> for sure hopefully right yeah. that's the idea that's, that's the, the idea, idea at least it's just, it's we don't just know. like <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah we don't know but it's just like we were talking about holding holding these paradoxes last time you know if we were all doing our part to transform our pain then slowly it will you know maybe take shape and change the world really it has some pretty big implications that is for sure it does but you just have to focus on your self and what you can do with your pain just do your little part mm -hmm. thanks for joining us everyone thank you it's good to talk to you we'll have talk to week. you soon